Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles, Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. What a week. Dude, things went down. Lots of I mean, things. You can all thank Kelsey for having a birthday and wishing uh, for Dak to get paid because look what happened. Honestly, y'all are welcome. You really are. And if that wasn't a gift enough, um, we decided to really, truly just put the cherry on top of my birthday and signing Dak this week with the ultimate guest, the meme Lord, not Joe Flacco is joining us today. What is up my friend? Welcome to the show. My mom wouldn't have given me that good an intro. That's that was good. I like that. You're welcome. <laughs> I practiced it. I rehearsed it several times. I'm not going to lie. I was like, how do I intro and you wanted to sound really convincing. Yeah, yeah. That's actually. Yeah, I'm like, not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I believe in my own memes as much as it sounds <laughs> like you do. Well, let me just say this: I have a strategy in life, and it's a lot of like bullshitting my way through. And so I'm glad that you guys are appreciating it. It's working at least, at the very least. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring you to job interviews. You should. You should. Uh, truly. Use her like, as a reference. Just clip that beginning part. <laughs> I'm I'm more than happy to do that for you guys. Just that's that is my contribution. Um, I just I just I have to say I found you because so our, our friends over at Angry Browns podcast. You were on their show or they were on yours, one of the two, and we love them. They're funny as hell, and of course, like I a lot of memes between all of you there. Literally, I mean the content is abundant and. Yes. Of course, I had to click on your page and you're hysterical. And I don't think there's a person on the internet who gets up a meme faster than you. And it's wildly impressive. Like, I don't even, Megan is is witty and funny and fast, but like you're Jimmy John's in that department. Freaky fast. Um, thank you. Do you have Jimmy John's where you live? Did you understand that reference? Yeah, it's a sandwich <laughs> place, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think we have it out here. I don't know. <laughs> they um they deliver freaky fast. That's their, okay. Their whole okay. Shit. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm we the I'm uh use that for we, a we've got memory. we've got Subway out here, which I don't which I don't partake in. Hopefully, uh, they're not a sponsor. No. Um. I hope not either. <laughs> well, and now Please. we'll settle. Now Here's we'll just make about- sure. Subway is that you go in there and then your hair smells like bread for like two days. Yes. So, and- not a fan. And cold. That's a girl thing. Like yeah, I'm. That's. Is. Um, no, but yeah. So in terms of getting in terms of getting memes up, I uh, 
Um, I don't know. It's the dumbest superpower in the world. I love it. But it. it's it's so fucking useless. <laughs> um, except for this like specific scenario. So. You know, I mean, it's it's like people ask me like, "Well, how'd you get that up?" I'm like, "I I, I don't know. I just I, this is how my brain works." I, I you know, it's like you know, I I walk into rooms and I'm like, it's it's like a defense mechanism from being bullied in middle school that I walk into rooms and go, "Okay, where's everybody's like weak point that they don't want me to talk about if I absolutely need to," <laughs> um, and it's just translated into a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. So yeah, you know, thank you to my. That, Thank you way. to my middle school bully. I was going to say, like, that's the ultimate revenge right there. Because I think when we first, when I went on your show, you were at like 85 or something. And you've just, now we've hit the 100 mark. Like, that's a pretty big milestone for you. That's quite impressive, I have to say. Is there like yeah. a new feature that gets unlocked when you hit 100,000? Because I know like 10K is a swipe up. Like, what happens at 100,000? Please tell us, please. You you just, you, you, um, you lose your dot, you lose your period. The you no longer get that like 10.1, 10.2. It took oh. it is it is taken some adjusting to because it feels like my page isn't growing. Oh. It's just, well, you know, I'm just I'm too good for the dot now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was unaware that that was actually a thing. That's the that's the biggest benefit. It's you know, it's uh and by biggest I mean only. It's the only benefit. <laughs> Like, more more people are asking to buy my page for like $150 now, which is cool. Oh, um, that seems valuable. $150? Like, yeah, like that's, you know, where they start. That's, like, and that, that's a steal. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I if I were to actually say yes to that, you know, five years in, 100,000 followers, and I'm like, God, I could really use like $275 right now. Some beer um, Almost Dak Prescott money, if you think yeah. about it. Seriously. Yeah. You know, it's like he, that's like one snap for him. I'm, you know, minus a couple zeros. Yeah. Right. I'm taking evaluation class right now and I have a midterm this weekend and I feel like I could run a few numbers for you and get you a better figure that might make a little more sense than $235. <laughs> just, right. Just like maybe hold on that offer for the time being for the sake of your, your pocketbook. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's always, um, it's always like some Russian sounding name or, or something that's like, Yes, this is a very good price. I have I've bought seven other pages bigger than yours for the exact same dollar amount. And I'm like, no, you don't you don't talk like that in real life, do you? So no, sir. Um, I should have them do the negotiations to get um, Meg Murray with two R's uh, instead of four. Yes, and Kelsey Charles because th that bitch doesn't answer her DMs, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> Meg Murray is married with a different name now, so she can give it up. Yeah, what? She doesn't even need it anymore. I'll give her oh, a hundred you're, con you're continually stalking her then. Yeah, she she didn't used to be married, but now she is. <laughs> I even sent her I something. I should have sent her, her a wedding present. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> that candlestick bitch, that's for me. I want your at. <laughs> Give I'm me back. the handle. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously a lot of news coming out of Dallas and being as that you're someone who keeps up with everything, which is impressive in itself because you just know all things NFL and, and above and beyond. I would love to get you. So for those who don't follow you, you should follow him. He's at not Joe Flacco on Instagram, also on Twitter too, but obviously like you know, meme lords a lot of times on Instagram. And um, 
you're a 49ers fan. So we're going to touch on that, but I do want to talk about quarterbacks here for a minute. What are your thoughts outsiders perspective, looking in on the DAC deal and it finally getting done this week? I mean, I, everything that has been said about the deal has like everything that could be said has been said like the, the Cowboys should have done it years ago and, (laughs) and they cost themselves a lot of money. I mean, I guess my question for you guys is if Jerry Jones were 20 years younger, would he make Dak the highest paid player in the league? I mean, or is, or is, I mean, cause, cause Jerry's what coming up on 80. Yes. He doesn't have a rebuild, like, you know, the likelihood that, that there's like, he doesn't have one or two rebuilds in him. This is the team. Yeah. This is the quarterback. And like, you've spent, you spent so much money on the rest of the team that you couldn't, couldn't just roll out a rookie to run that team. So it's like, I think Dak put them in a really tough spot and benefited huge from it and props to him and congratulations. But I just wonder if, if the decision, if the decision-making process is like being influenced by like Jerry going, I want, I really want one more ring and it's got to happen in like the next two and a half years. I think like he made a good point though, at the press conference, he said, um, if you look back to when I bought the Cowboys, like people said I overpaid for it then. So I've, I'm in the business of overpaying for what I want and it works out for me in the end. So I, I love that. It mentality. sounds like younger Jerry would be okay with this too. <laughs> I am yeah. big pay for play. Like that's how I roll. And maybe that's bougie of me, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I, I actually totally think you made a great point in that how many years, I mean, maybe it's especially as Cowboys fans, have we been hearing the win now mentality when we even, even when we had Romo, you know, it's like, we got Romo and Witten and we've got all these guys who like are at like the pinnacle of their career. Like we got to win now. We got to get the pieces to win now. Like that's been a thing since I have been covering the team and I can't help, but think that because it's family owned that Jerry has a lot of influence in why that is seemingly a strategy, if you will. Um, I wouldn't doubt that that's a big motivation for him for sure. But like you said, if, in my opinion, if that really was fully the, the motivation, why didn't they just lock him up like two years ago? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I like Dak and, uh, and I think that he's certainly, like we did this on my podcast. We were going through kind of the quarterbacks that we thought were better than, and we got to like, we got to like our top three or four. Yeah. And then it became this jumbled mess of like, okay. And, and, and we didn't kind of really parse out exactly whether Dak was like number five or seven or eight and a half or whatever it is. But we got to that point where he's, he's in that right below the, the very, very top guys, the Rogers, Brady, Mahomes and and the the flex point there for us was like Deshaun Watson was he up with those guys or was he down the the next tier down but I mean we you know the Niners paid I mean the, the Niners pay made Jimmy Garoppolo the highest paid 
quarterback in the league, highest paid player in the league. And that lasted all of like one season, like all of this stuff is going to like, it'll just go away. And Dak will eventually over the next five or well, no, the contract's only about what, four years. Yeah. It's um, six and four, he'll six end up, he'll end up with a fifth or sixth highest paid quarterback here in a couple of years. And, and we just, we'll stop talking about it. Yeah. But like, we probably will hear about it forever and ever. If you, if you know anything about the Dallas Cowboys, but I think someone made a good point. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I can't give them credit because I can't think of who it was, but I did read it. It is a good deal now. It'll be a great deal later. Yeah. Yes. And as someone who writes memes, when uh, uh, it will say if the Cowboys struggle, the all this for 75 million is going to just write itself. And you guys are going to see that probably 11,000 times. Wow. We can't wait. Can't I was going to yeah. say like the Cowboys fan base in general probably gives you just a oh. lot of content. <laughs> I stay away from, I mostly stay away from the Cowboy stuff just because it's the go-to thing for everybody. There's You'll been a couple things. On that. <laughs> there was, there was, there was a couple things that there was the, the guy crying in the stands. I think I rattled off like nine memes in 17 minutes. Um, <laughs> wow. That's a record. And like that, that was, I had as much fun with that as I did with any other topic or any other kind of format. But um, no, I mean, like there's, there's just, I mean, the DAC thing will be the, if DAC comes out in the first couple of weeks is, struggling to recover from the ankle injury and everything else you're going to get flooded with all this for 75 million this year and those types of memes and and if he plays well everybody shuts up and but hopefully the cowboys don't do anything i mean, I mean you know. literally though you're yeah. so right in that like he's gonna in your dreams so scrutiny. <laughs> like that's just how it how he rolls and just in, in general when you're the cowboys but like that's like i i i could beat my head into the ground over and over again and we would still hear is he worth x amount of money like guys that's not how it works this is a negotiation it's how the market is set like literally when one quarterback is paid x amount the next quarterback whose contract comes up unless you're like this ancillary incredible talent a la mahomes you you are next in line like that is now the baseline for your negotiation. That's just how it works. Like he's going to be the second highest paid quarterback this year, next year, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are going to get paid. So like, it's going to be old news and 41, 40, 40 a year is going to be the standard, even though everyone's going to be like, how is Josh Allen making X, Y, Z and, you know, Brady or Rogers or whoever else is making over here like I get it but like that's not how it works but it's still fun to like talk shit about because like obviously you know why not like it's comparing <laughs> well that's what we do like what right. we do <laughs> so you know the, the football um, they say any given Sunday any given Sunday people in my mentions are talking about Dax money <laughs> so and that's, and and that's that but that's at least going to slow down right now at least they're bitching about a contract that's been signed as opposed to doing the hey who else could we get could we trade him for this should we franchise him like at least it's like siloed now in just one yep. pretty little box that just says oh, okay we're just if he has a bad game we're bitching about how much money he got paid yep. and if he has a good game nobody's going to say anything yep. um they're not going to say hey look he was worth every penny because it's 40 million dollars a year and 75 in the first year so yeah. um 
the thing with the thing I'll be interested to see is because I think Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are coming up. They're the next ones due for big contracts. The interesting thing is going to be, can they surpass Dak's money numbers without, because, you know, the, the, the leverage that Dak had was um, the second year, the second franchise tag. Yep. That, that was going to cost the Cowboys 37 million anyways. And, um, and, and without that leverage does do Josh Allen and, and, and Lamar Jackson get to the 40 million mark. So we'll see. That's, you know, that'll be the, that'll be the interesting thing next year. And that's, I, I freaking like nerd out for a second. I love that. Like I actually talked to Joel Corey earlier today um, and we're recording this on Thursday. So when I was on my other show and we, we discussed that and it's, they, so basically the contract is six years and it's voidable after four. So they can align with him being 31 years old and getting a new deal potentially at the beginning after the new TV deals are signed with the league. And then over five years, which is the maximum amount you could spread out your cap hit. That's why the number is like 22. It's, it's something, it's something like it's 22.2 instead of 37.7 as a cap hit. So um, I know you're, you're a sucker for a good strange stat. The Cowboys cap hit for Dak is they're, they're paying less technically uh, absorbing on the cap than the Eagles are for a quarterback assignment playing for them. And I freaking love that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I think you're right though, because it's interesting to think about the franchise tag 37.7 this year, which they tagged him just for the the nicety of it to have to get the paperwork signed. But next year it would have been like 58 or whatever, which the Cowboys can't afford that next year. So really anyone who also wants to come and say that Dak wasn't being like team friendly First of all, he waited two years and they could have been more team friendly if they'd have signed him earlier. But also he didn't wait. He could have made Hank next year if he would have just forced the Cowboys to sign him on the tag this year and then hit free agency or made the Cowboys like pony up, which they probably couldn't have and paid that tag money anyway. So I just, it's just, it's, the, he's going to get paid either way at this point. So, yeah, I mean, this, this was the right year to do it. I'm sure he's, he's so sick. He's got to be so sick of all the questions. Yeah. And then on top of that, the injury, yeah. like this was the right year to do it. And even with the injury, he still came out so far ahead. Um, anyway, I'm stoked for him. I love, I love when any of these guys get paid. So what, good for what, him. What are your thoughts? Like as, cause I was reading, obviously again, you're a 49ers fan and, like I guess Schefter like exploded something back in February about maybe maybe Dak being someone that the 49ers would be interested in and we all know the Jimmy G saga with you all right now which I can't still wrap my mind around because you guys were just in the dance uh don't try I just I'm like why like (laughs) he tripped like give him a second I don't know I just feels really aggressive but was that really a thing where people thought that Dak would maybe go to to San Francisco uh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're a 49er fan and you know how to do Jersey swaps, um, on for in Photoshop, you've been busy. So luckily I'm not that guy, but yeah, if you're, if, and nobody who's listening to this is, uh, is a member of 49ers Twitter, but if you're, if you've 49ers Twitter is exhausting right now, it is. Oh no. Like the Charles Haley. Like there's a couple crossovers that could maybe make a little sense. It is debilitating just how like just how exhausting 
49ers Twitter is right now. And it's all around Jimmy G and none of it makes sense. And, um, and it's, 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 it's part, it's part bore. It's, it's a little boring, but it's also really aggravating and (laughs) I can feel my blood pressure going up right now. So, um, but yeah, do I think that there's a world in which Dak could have ended up on the 49ers? Sure. If Dak, if, if Jerry decided that Dak wasn't worth the 40 million and he was going to roll the dice with a, a high draft pick, maybe, you know, draft a rookie or, or go trade for somebody else like a Matt Ryan or something like that for short-term rental um, or trade for Russell Wilson or something like that. And Dak was just floating out there. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to play for Kyle Shanahan and, and be part of, that kind of offense so is there a world yeah probably but i mean it's like you know it's that's it's that one percent chance stuff i, I still think we're i think 80 percent likely to start jimmy g week one i was gonna ask you about that because i i've seen some theories and i think one of my favorites is the return to new england <laughs> <laughs> that was my guess i know <laughs> don't hate me because first of all i as i'm as you probably could tell like i don't get why people want him out of san francisco like I don't, oh, yeah. i'm not i guess i'm not as tapped in but like that doesn't make a ton of sense to me um but if he did leave i'm like going that's some bill belichick shit to be like hey come on back Let's go run it back and run the world. And I'm going to, you know, make you who you could have always been. And then Edelman's like finally thrilled to be here. And he's like, what I said about going to Tampa, I'm out. I'm good. Like, I like it. up. My house is still here. Like, we're fine. But wouldn't that be some shit if he like actually ended up back with Billy B? <laughs> I mean, it would, it would not. I, I just don't imagine a scenario where I'm happy about that as a 49er fan but yeah i mean it in the in the tom brady bill belichick jimmy g saga right they drafted jimmy because they were sure that brady wasn't he was either going to fall off or you know was going to get fragile or whatever nobody expects the qb to play at least 43 or whatever he's at right now and when it came time to make a choice between paying Jimmy or keep or sticking with Brady. Brady went to Bob Kraft and was like, get this handsome devil out of here. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy got shipped off and, and like Belichick called up the Niners and was like, you want Jimmy for a second round pick? And Kyle Shanahan goes, sure. And that's like, that's, 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 it sounds like that's how, about how the deal went down. Um, I believe that now. Does he go back to New England? I mean, it's like, if I'm Jimmy, I'm... So the Niners don't believe in... They don't believe, believe, believe in Jimmy. Otherwise, because he's got... They've got no... There's almost no penalty for cutting him. But he's good enough to keep. Right. But they would drop him in a heartbeat for Deshaun Watson or somebody that was, like, markedly better. If it was reasonable. Yeah, you know, I don't, like... I don't get, I don't understand. I, I get that Jimmy's not the guy who came in and won five straight games and everybody thought was going to be like, 
you know, a cross between Steve Young and Joe Montana. I get that he's not that guy, but um, there's enough talent on that team that you can't just hand it over to an unknown. Right. Like I'd be, I there, there isn't the wind. These windows, as I learned the last time the Niners were in the Super Bowl, are really small, and like you can't just, you can't just fire a coach or get rid of a quarterback and just expect that things will just kind of continue to keep rolling. Like injuries happen and everything else happens. And it's um, windows are really small. And like the Niners window feels like, you know, Bosa, Bosa is still on a rookie deal. He's going to get really expensive. You know, we're going to have to pay Fred Warner. We're going to have to, you know, we've got, we've only got one guy in the secondary that's under contract right now. Um, like there are real holes on the team that aren't the quarterback. Yeah. And everybody just wants to be like, well, screw all those. If we get to Sean, it sounds familiar. It's, anyways, <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, there are some definite synergies with our teams. Like I, when, when we play each other this past year, I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. If you covered the name on this storyline, like, I'm not sure I could tell you which one it was like truly. Right. I mean, it exists. Except we like our coach. Oh, we yeah, like our coach. That's fair. You guys like your coach? We're we're still TBD. I think we're a little TBD. Like, yeah, can't make a decision without like Dak being there. You know? Yeah. Right. We liked our. We liked our. Away. We liked our defensive coordinator last year, though. Well, you guys did not like your defensive coordinator. I don't think he liked himself. So, I don't <laughs> think he liked us. I don't think he liked himself. There were a lot of things. I don't think he knew what he didn't know at the same time. So. Um, appreciate his service, but goodbye. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How surprised are you that Harbaugh still has a job in Michigan? Wait, Michigan, yeah. Like, does he still have, I was literally about to second guess. The yeah, fact he just that signed he an extension. I was going to say, I was like, I, I thought he was about to get fired. And then I was, I remember being shocked that he was still around, but. Um, I think I'm not a college football guy, but I think that Michigan realizes that they are not a top five program in the country. Yeah. And they're not gonna, they would like to compete with, obviously they would like to compete with Ohio state. That goes without saying, but they would like to be able to like be in that kind of like Alabama Clemson, Ohio State territory, but I think there's probably some understanding that we're Michigan and we can't recruit as well as those guys. And I miss that game being relevant. Me too, dude. I mean, it's relevant because my family went to Ohio State, so like we always there. There's always the group. It's tech. only relevant to you because you win. 
Yeah. But like, it's not as like fun anymore. It's not a big, big game. Yeah. I don't even turn it on. Yeah. It's more like how over under how many points are we going to just kill them by? Like, it's not even going to be fun. It was only fun when like that one guy had the last name Butts and that was like entertaining. Shoelaces, there was that guy too. He was fun. But otherwise, just Ohio State kicking their ass has been the narrative lately. Yeah. Yeah, it's not much of a rivalry anymore. No, it's really not. Yeah. I actually hear though that uh, what have you, that Harbaugh in general was kind of terrible to work for. Like he's a bit gray. He's a bit what? Crazy. Like, oh, for sure. He's nuts. nuts. Yeah. Like, absolutely insane. But his brother kind of seems even keeled. And I'm like, where, like, are you just better at hiding? It has to be the crazy sibling. Do you think, do you think that's because John's older and is like, look at my idiot little brother. Look at him. Like, he's, he's literally foaming at the mouth right now. (laughs) The funny part is that it's the reverse with me and my little sister. Like, I'm the crazy one and she's very like chill. She is very chill. It's actually pretty perfect. Yeah. The the dynamic the dynamic there between the two brothers is is like is super interesting. But like Harbaugh was I've heard some fun stories about Harbaugh. Like, you know, uh Jed York walked into a walked into a the locker room or a coach's meeting or something. And Harbaugh goes, this meeting's for men only. And oh. like, just shit oh. like that, where he's just like, um, I mean, he sounds like the most competitive person that's ever lived. Yes. And, and, and he's, I mean, this is a guy who's kind of the second best quarterback that the Bears ever had. Like he's <laughs> up there, like he's a top three quarterback for a franchise an nfl franchise he was a playoff quarterback with the the colts like but he's actually insane i i think you're right you know it'd be very interesting a series to do is like sports siblings like all the siblings that are just actively like coaching or all like i i didn't what was i watching what was i looking at today like i didn't realize that uh, matt flynn's brother was in the league too like i totally just didn't even make that connection like whatsoever well, the and like the Niners offensive coordinator. Well, hold on. No, the Jets offensive coordinator and the Packers head coach, their brothers. Yep. Um, there's some, yeah, it's there's some, uh, um, that'd be an interesting like getting them to sit down and like getting them to talk shit about each other, kind of like that'd be awesome. You know, yeah. That'd be great. Like an interrogation style. You know, John said this about you, Jim. He said that, you know, when you set the table as a child. <laughs> Um, you mentioned the Bears quarterback. Now, um, we all know that has a bit of a question mark looming over it. And you had a really you for like a hundred years. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so, for sure. Which I wouldn't be the Bears without it. So please never change. But that being said, you had this interesting hill that you were you were dying on last season, and I want to talk about it. It was Russell Wilson as the MVP and <laughs> And I just, and we all know that Russ has been floated as, you know, maybe a potential trade option there, getting Foles out of the picture. How are you feeling now that Russ is trying to be on the open market? Are you still 
standing strongly behind your man's. Well, listen, as as a lifelong 49er fan and a fan of Russell Wilson since November 5th of 2020, um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I just, I can't believe that the Seahawks, I can't believe this is even a question for the Seahawks between choosing between like an actual grandfather <laughs> and a 32 year old quarterback who's no worse than top five in the league. And yep. they're sitting there going like, give us grandpa. And yep. I don't get it. So I- would I love to see Russell Wilson outside of the division? Absolutely. Would I love to see him outside of the conference? Yes. Um, <laughs> But I don't get it. I don't think they're dumb enough to trade him. You would hope not. But like, there have been some things that some front offices have done this off season. And I'm like, surely you get paid a lot more and should be a lot smarter than to do this. But yet here we are. And yeah, and it's like the, the thing that they're saying is they're like, we're, the, the Seahawks front office seems to be sick of Russell Wilson's like shtick or his his stuff and it's like sure he's fucking weird and i don't (laughs) think million dollars on his body every year and i don't think he's genuine and you know the mr unlimited nonsense and like and like everything else but he's you win he's he's won every year yeah so i don't understand what's complicated about this this is it, this would be this is mind-boggling to me. I I just can't. I would I if 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 Russell if I'm the owner and Russell Wilson comes to me and says it's me or Pete, I would be like, great. Can somebody call Pete an Uber? Yeah. Like, <laughs> get him the fuck out of there. But um, I don't get it. But if they if they screw it up, I'm happy. If they don't screw it up, I wouldn't be surprised. I have to say it is funny that you mentioned like his shtick because I feel like once he started dating Sierra, like everything changed. Like there's this, there's this glow up is not the right word because I'm not necessarily a proponent of these dudes coming in the NFL and then like ditching their actual like ride or dies and then just upgrading quote, quote, upgrading to these Instagram women um, or famous people. But like it, I, I was at the Pro Bowl a few years ago in like the team hotel and the, the elevator opens and literally like right in front of me, I've, I don't get starstruck and I wasn't necessarily starstruck, but it was like a movie scene. Like literally Russell Wilson. Yes. Yes. Literally that. Like it was Russell Wilson and Sierra and they were just so dressed up. And I'm like, guys, we're in Orlando. Like, where the hell are you going? Right. Like fucking Disney world looking like <laughs> that. Like, what are you, what are we doing here? Like, I don't know what high-end steakhouse you're going to that I was unaware of, but like, damn. And well, I think Outback has a VIP table, doesn't, doesn't it? <laughs> they got bottle service in the back. It's like super right. secret. Yeah. Moving onions all around. <laughs> it's just, but yeah, like I, it's just really funny for me to look at where these guys came from and like where they are now. And I'm like, man, like in the, like buying a yacht and then posting the, like the video of themselves, like on the, like Sierra on the, like good for them, but it is some extra. Well, here's the thing. Did he buy the yacht or did she buy the yacht? I think she might have bought the yacht, Probably honestly. She she's the boss. Yacht. Who's worth more? 
I would guess Sierra, but I could be wrong. Russ feels like he'd be catching her at some point here. I would actually like to know that. Like how many, she's had like four platinum hits and he has how many, like, you know, she like titles. Like, I feel like we should. Are we talking like net worth? Yes. Are we all Googling this at the same time right now? Oh, if you already started, then I'm going to let you finish. I'll just fill space while you guys Google this because I. (laughs) Okay. So according to uh, Ciara net worth, Google search, Ciara has an estimated net worth of 20 million, which is less than that of Russell Wilson. Well, wow. Okay. Russ. Dang. Girl, you better start jumping on some tracks. I mean, seriously, I'm actually like low-key upset by that. Interesting. Um, well, anyways, I'm glad I got your thoughts on that because I just, you know, feel like it's kind of up in the air and I hope that your standum still lasts even when he goes somewhere else or if he goes somewhere else, although we don't necessarily agree with it because he would look so weird in a Bears uniform. So weird. Like the Seahawks neon green jerseys aren't weird enough. Like he's worn some weird shit on the field. That's yeah. true. Those are the, those but that's what I'm used things. to. I'm used to him looking like weird on purpose. This is like gotcha. weird, weird because he's going to be wearing a Bears jersey. Wait, you don't like Seahawks jerseys. What are your, what are your favorite jerseys and your least favorite ones? I mean, my favorite jerseys are the, the 94 the 49ers. jerseys. 90. Like, Other than the 49ers. Other than the 49ers, what are my favorite? That's cheating. Jerseys. Um, ah, God, I've like literally never thought of this. The the Raiders have just, uh, the Raiders stuff is just classic. Yep. So you go with the classic old school stuff. Oh, for sure. For sure. The thing about the Raiders too is that their jerseys like inspire a whole offshoot of their fan base to just look like absolute, like, pillagers and i heard that for them i mean let's come on the 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 raiders and cowboys fan there's a there's <laughs> some overlap in the venn diagram there in terms of like how people are showing up to the games and the niners are, are, are you kidding me uh if you go to like i've never world. seen cowboys fans look that cool going to a game oh, okay are we are we talking about the black hole raiders fans or are we talking about 100%. like 100 oh, okay okay well that's like yeah, that's a have different. Have I really even experienced about, like, the Vegas Raiders fans yet? I don't think I have. No, I'm, them gonna be bougie. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm talking more like you know the. Maybe like the drunk people from the club. The Nikes with the with the socks pulled up really high crowd that like <laughs> that that crowd that uh, there's there's over. You're gonna be like there. asleep in the stands wearing sunglasses. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or no. yeah, crying in the stands. That too. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, if if. Either one would work for meme content, honestly. I was going right. to say, like, this you is can't not, lose. <laughs> you're not fodder for your meme page, my friend. This, this show is not. Um, last story, because I, you brought it up and I was just thinking about it. You mentioned how the Raiders fans are kind of scary. So when I was running training, for, training camp for the Cowboys, um, someone had the really brilliant idea to host a joint camp. And like, because, you know, there's some synergies and ownership and everything. And we're like, yeah, we should make it work. Well, um, as it turns out, there's two local gangs in Oxnard, California. One that is called the Sea Boys, and they wear Cowboys gear, and then the other one wears Raiders gear. So we thought, <laughs> we thought it was a great idea to just bring those two concepts together and put it in a on a playing field in the middle of said territory. And let me just How'd say that, that go for you. I survived, but 
I was unthrilled with the idea and concept and execution. The fact that I had to be in the middle of it. The, uh, the Niners fans have an underrated, the upper deck Niners fans at Candlestick Park are a little underrated in terms of like how dangerous they are. Um, I mean, like the Niners and Raiders weren't allowed. They, they, they used to play a preseason game every single year and the league after I think three people got stabbed in the parking lot, they said, <laughs> you never get to play each other in the preseason again. <laughs> because like the preseason games bring out, like nobody wants to go to the game. So the game, the tickets are super cheap. Super They're cheap. usually on like Saturdays or some weird day of the week. And you know, you can just drink all day. And so you've just got a bunch of liquored up people that didn't pay that much for their ticket. Aren't yep. that interested in the game. Yep. And, uh, Anyway, the up, upper deck at Candlestick Park is, um, uh, even in a Niners jersey, is like, it's an interesting place to be. Yeah. You know, that's... How long have you been a fan, man? You look <laughs> yeah. like a poser. <laughs> it was, we had gone for my 30th birthday and uh, um, we're, we're sitting behind, we're sitting behind a, uh, a, a guy in his daughter and and a, a water bottle i had just come back to my seat and an empty water bottle like comes over my shoulder and like hits him in the shoulder oh, hell and man. and he turns around he's looking right past me and i'm like and because we we took a party bus there there's like 15 or 20 of us <laughs> and and i'm like dude that's not us that's not our style like sure we're drunks but that part isn't our style we're fun my, drunks my my buddy leans over like 30 seconds later and just like whispers in my ear he goes just see me hit that guy in the head with the water bottle oh, no! so uh my buddy who i'm sitting next to speaks spanish and um he leans over he goes hey man we got to get our boy out of here they're actually talking about killing him in the parking lot oh my god so, um we're just gonna the, all go to the bathroom at a couple different times and meet <laughs> right so it was like and it was my it was my birthday it was a browns niners game um uh and the uh i watched this i've of all the niners games this is the game i've been to the least but um i grabbed so i'm not big i'm five nine and 170 and uh my buddy who is big who was the one that kind of understood the spanish he's like he's like i'll get I'll get him out of here. And I'm like, dude, if they follow you, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> you and him are dead. Like I can't come up behind, like I've, the element of surprise would not be enough to overmatch these guys. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll take him. And if they follow me, then you follow them. He's like, okay, cool. Good plan. So I grab him and dr just drag him out of the stadium. We end up like, I don't know, watching it on some TV around the corner, but um, wow. you know, that Happy was, that was you. the time that, and cause he had like, uh, he had like uh, Rojo and gold, like tattooed on his knuckles, like tats all down the neck, like just not the guy you throw an empty water bottle at, but my buddy wow. was feeling especially what dangerous. A, what a, he woke up he woke up and chose violence that morning i was gonna say i was gonna say like what a what a great birthday gift to you right what a friendship um this i have to say has been a, a birthday gift to me and um outside of obviously signing our quarterback but i have absolutely loved having you on my friend this has been phenomenal 
tell the good people where they can find you because you're funny as hell just talking. You have a podcast, but your meme page again is amazing. So give the good people an idea of what you got going on and where they can uh, digest said content, please. Uh, at not Joe Flacco. There's no dots or spaces or underscores or anything else. Uh, so it's just at not Joe Flacco. I'm not a Joe Flacco fan. I just happen to bear a vague resemblance to him, apparently. Um, so at, and then uh, on Twitter, I'm Nacho Flacco. So like the the appetizer, Nacho, N-A-C-H-O, Nacho oh, Flacco. And that's, and then the podcast is Nacho Flacco, the podcast. And you can find that wherever you uh, buy your local podcast. Love that. Um, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. Make sure you follow Not Joe Flacco and Nacho Flacco on Twitter and listen to the podcast. You can find Meg and I on social media as well. I am at Hey Kelsey Charles on Instagram and at Kelsey underscore Charles on Twitter. And Megan is a at Meg Murray with four R's. Um, Joe, we have this thing that we do on our show and it's like pseudo trademark because Megan has said it so much. Like, I feel like it's, I mean, it's just become a part of who we are. And so we're going to share it with you. And it has nothing to do with anything we've talked about today, but it just feels relevant the entire time. So Meg, uh, leave the good people with the words to live by. Dallas forever, Philly for never my friends <laughs> oh and also wish kelsey luck on her finals yeah wish me luck on my finals <laughs> bye guys happy birthday kelsey